0: Universities are hotbeds of atheism, where anti-God professors actually persecute students they can't break from believing God exists. And each year they cause thousands who cannot handle the pressure and often public humiliation to collapse into their arms. This is what you can be up against. It's my hope this series will help you and your family survive such attacks.
1: You either read that in a tract from the ministry of Jack Chick, or you saw it on the movie God's Not Dead, which only got about 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Either way, it's another religious distortion of reality because that doesn't happen in real life. I realize you don't have any idea what it's like at a secular college or university. Higher education scares you, and not just because it's so far beyond your capacity, but also because the source of fallacious bullshit you were raised to believe really is being undeniably refuted in every class, on any topic. But that's not the fault of the realities you're trying to deny. It's your fault for deceiving children to believe in a world of pure imagination before they grow up and learn the truth. If you teach them to seek and to value the truth to begin with, then you wouldn't have have this problem and you wouldn't be a problem because your religion would vanish completely rather quickly.
0: Consider all we've discussed about the universe and its contents. Planets, stars, galaxies, plants, animals, humans, and the human mind. Assume you have all power to create whatever you wish. Could you have created this much beauty, majesty, design, size, precision of engineering, and magnificence by yourself, with no help from anyone? Remember, you would have no pattern to copy.
1: Don't need one. If I have all creative power, as you said, then I can make originals.
0: Could you design one trillion galaxies, each with about a hundred billion stars, with no pattern to copy?
1: Don't need to. If I were to inflate this three-dimensional universe with matter and energy pouring in from a fourth spatial dimension rift in the time-space continuum, then the physical properties of chemistry, energy, and gravity will do the rest by itself.
0: Would you think to create light and have it travel 186,000 miles per second?
1: No, I'd use the metric system. But if things are going to be intelligently designed, then I would round things up to 300 million meters per second even. I'd also allow for calendars that don't have leap years and an even number of seconds in a day, and round off a lot of other things too, just so that everything looks intelligently designed.
0: Could you think to make sound move at 660 miles per hour?
1: No. If that's what it was, then I'd make it go 6 miles an hour faster, just to annoy you. But you tend to be wrong about everything, and of course you're wrong about this too. You know, it is no sin to have some idea what you're talking about at some point.
0: Could you create every kind of atom known to science, including all subatomic particles in them?
1: I don't have to. If you pluck enough subatomic particles out of nothing from a quantum fluctuation, you can just turn them loose and they'll do the rest.
0: Would you then think to merge some atoms into complex molecules, able to serve a myriad of indescribably complicated purposes?
1: Again, you don't need to. Just create a universal system based on a few simple rules, and that alone will generate emergent complexity all on its own, even without any intent or purpose.
0: Could you design millions of plants, many that are interdependent on each other,
1: Don't need to. If you create one eukaryote infested with cyanobacteria inside a cell wall, you've got a plant. Just let that reproduce as a multicellular organism and the rest will evolve on its own.
0: Then could you design, again, no pattern to follow, 13 million animals and insects, all perfectly interdependent, but also dependent on the entire plant world.
1: What do you mean insects and animals? Insects are animals. Not all animals are dependent on plants. Meat is much easier to digest, and that's what the earliest animals would have eaten to begin with. And don't forget that you're also only talking about the species that are still alive today. The fossil record shows that what we have now is only about 1% of what has already gone extinct. Not all animals are interdependent either, and none of them are perfectly so. Symbiotic relationships are adopted out of convenience, and some species develop a dependency afterward.
0: What of all the food for both plants and animals so they would be sustained through whatever time you allotted them to live?
1: You actually think that someone arbitrarily decided that parrots and elephants should live for 70 years and that a whale should live for 200 years and a clam should live for 400 years, but that flies should only live a few days? Age is determined by cellular senescence and development, not by anyone's decision. As for the food, if you have a system where complexity can emerge from the bottom up, then your earliest species begin assimilating nourishment direct from particles in the surrounding environment. As some organisms grow and develop, they adapt a range of other options for ingesting at a higher scale. I could go on. So could I. And I'd still be right, and you'd always be wrong.
0: With 1,000 people helping for 1,000 lifetimes, this could never be done.
1: I'm pretty creative already, but that doesn't matter. You've granted my wish to be an all-powerful genie, because your hypothetical question allows that I have all creative powers of intellect, engineering, and magical conjuration necessary to create all of that by myself. Be careful. Don't
0: insult yourself or God by believing your mind is a product of dumb luck, by suggesting the whole universe and its contents could just happen to existence entirely by itself.
1: The God of the Bible deserves to be insulted. But you can't insult an imaginary being. They have no feelings to hurt. Only their believers do.
0: Because ignorant, foolish atheists are willing to believe this, honest, informed people would never believe such folly just because such men say so
1: you're projecting again. Throughout your series, you've demonstrated that you are neither honest nor informed on any of the subjects you brought up. Instead, you've proven that you're the one who believes dumb folly just because ignorant fools say so.
0: The following is God's challenge to all who are lifted with pride.
1: Don't not pride. Charlie Manson once explained his system of mind control as stripping his followers of their pride, usually by anally raping them, even the men, in front of everyone else in the family. He explained that he did this because once people have been stripped of their pride, then they can be made to do anything. Because pride comes attached to two other dependent concepts—honor and shame. If you have no pride, and you have no honor, and you have no shame.
0: The patriarch Job's friend presents great questions about the creation of earth and the universe and describes God's power and brilliance. God thunders marvelously with his voice. Great things does he, which we cannot comprehend. For he says to the snow, be you on the earth. Likewise to the small rain, and to the great rain of his strength.
1: Nothing about chemical processes, condensation, evaporation, precipitation. No. Instead, a magical man living in the clouds talks to the snow, which hears him and obeys. And God himself is, of course, depicted as a thunderhead, At other times, like in Exodus, he's depicted as a volcano. and This is trivial, tribal people anthropomorphizing whatever they can't comprehend.
0: He seals up the hand of every man, that all men may know his work. Then the beasts go into dens, and remain in their places. Out of the south comes the whirlwind, and cold out of the north. By the breath of God, frost is given, and the breadth of the waters is straightened. Hearken, Job, stand still, and consider the wondrous works of God.
1: This series has done this. No, it hasn't. This series has denied some realities and erroneously attributed others to magical agents which evidently do not and could not possibly exist.
0: Do you know when God disposed them and caused the light of His cloud to shine? Do you know the balancings of the clouds, the wondrous works of Him which is perfect in knowledge?
1: You mean why clouds float in the air? It has nothing to do with balance.
0: Have you with Him spread out the sky, which is strong and is a molten looking glass?
1: Don't you pay attention to what you're reading? The sky is a strong lens of blown glass. This is a reference to the firmament described in the Bible as a giant crystal dome which covers the flat, table-topped earth. In the ancient myths of many Asian cultures, it was believed that the sky was a clear, crystalline, but solid dome stretched out or blown like glass.
0: Teach us what we shall say unto Him, God, for we cannot order our speech by reason of darkness. Concerning the Almighty, we cannot find Him out.
1: Have you looked on the other side of the firmament that doesn't exist? Because that's where God's hiding.
0: He is excellent in power and in judgment, and in plenty of justice. He will not afflict. Men do therefore fear or obey Him. He respects not any that are humanly wise of
1: heart. Yet God shows extremely poor judgment and promotes injustice of all types throughout the Bible. That's why believers fear that He'll afflict them, too. That your God doesn't respect wisdom is evident both in His fables and in His followers.
0: God said to Job, What could be written to atheists or you? Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge?
1: You really want to talk to me about words without knowledge, Mr. Hypocrite? Also notice that here God is depicted as a whirlwind. Back then people didn't know that air was particulate matter. They thought the movement of air was spiritual, especially the breath of life. When the Bible says that Jesus gave up the ghost, it means that the breath of life left his body. This primitive misunderstanding is the reason so many people today believe that they have a spiritual soul that can leave their body when you sneeze. Gird up now your loins like a man. All right, tighten your shorts, pilgrim, and sing like
0: the Duke. For I will demand of you, and answer you me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth?
1: The earth has no foundations. It's not a map on a table like the biblical authors used to think. It's a globe, a gravitational concretion. But when that first formed, your God and I were in the same place. Nowhere the realm of non-existence. Since then, we have both transcend that, such that your God has become conceptual while I have become actual.
0: Declare if you have understanding. Who has laid the measures thereof, if you know? Or who has stretched the line upon it?
1: Here the fable is talking about the circle of the tabletop earth, and the lines are the four quadrants into which it was to be divided, north, south, east, and west. These are often mistranslated as corners.
0: Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? The universe doesn't fly apart.
1: It isn't necessarily talking about the universe. Remember that the biblical authors believe that the sun, the moon, and the stars were all contained within the expanse or concavity of the crystalline firmament. That was their universe. There was nothing beyond or above the firmament except an endless oceanic abyss of water.
0: Or who laid the cornerstone thereof?
1: There is no cornerstone. The snow globe earth that the biblical authors believed in stood on pillars that were as much a mystery as the sequence of turtles that were proposed for the Hindu belief in the disk world being mounted on the backs of four elephants. No one could say what the pillars of the earth stood on. That's why they said that the earth was hung upon nothing, because they couldn't use the excuse that it's turtles all the way down.
0: When the morning stars—that's angels—sang together and all the sons of God—again angels—shouted for joy at the
1: time of creation. You might think that the morning stars refer to angels, but the morning stars are Venus, most prominently, followed by Jupiter. Mars and Mercury can also be considered morning stars. Remember that superstitious primitives thought that each star had a personality, especially the ones we now know to be planets, because they weren't part of any constellation, but wandered about the sky. And if they moved around, well, then they must be alive, right?
0: Or who shut up the sea with doors when it broke forth As if it had issued out of the womb, when I made the cloud the garment thereof, and thick darkness a swaddling band for it, and broke up for it my decreed place, and set bars and doors, and said, Hitherto shall you come, but no further, and here shall your proud waves be stayed.
1: Remember that the snow globe earth that the biblical authors believed in had windows in the top of the firmament and also fountains beneath, both closed by doors acting as valves to prevent the entire dome from filling with water. I think that's what they're talking about here because what else could it be? Can you show me any other doors that hold the level of the oceans back to the beach?
0: Have you commanded the morning since your days and caused the day spring to know its place?
1: This harkens back to Genesis 32, where Jacob wrestled God. God cheated by hitting him below the belt, basically a crotch shot, but he still lost. Remember, Jacob had him pinned, and God had to surrender because it was time for the sun to come up, and that used to be God's job once upon a time, to command the morning and cause the dayspring, and he couldn't do that with Jacob holding him down to the ground.
0: Have you entered into the springs of the sea? The Bible revealed these thousands of years before men learned of them.
1: The Bible isn't talking about geothermal vents. The springs that the Bible is talking about have never been discovered for the same reason that the windows in the firmament have never been discovered. Neither one exists, nor could they on a globe in the vacuum of space.
0: Or have you walked in the search of the depth? Have you perceived the breadth of the earth? Declare if you know it all.
1: I should mention that a few centuries later, someone did determine the breadth of the earth and the fact that it was a sphere instead of a circle, but that many centuries after that, even in the time of Columbus, some religious believers still held to the idea of a flat disk world under a giant glass dome.
0: Where is the way where light dwells? And as for darkness, where is the place thereof, that you should take it to the bound thereof, and that you should know the paths to the house thereof?
1: The question being asked is whether anyone knows where the sun goes at night. If you can't explain it, therefore God. The logical fallacy of incredulity, your favorite argument from ignorance. And if you do know that answer, then you're supposed to prove it by going down the path to the boundary where the sun goes at night, which of course is impossible when you understand that the world they believed in isn't the way the universe really is. Of course, in this case, as with nearly every other challenge posed by religion, the question is wrong rather than the answer. Know you it
0: because you were then born or because the number of your days is great?
1: This is just another version of Ken Ham's tedious and credulous question.
0: Were you there? Have you entered into the treasures of the snow or have you seen the treasures of the hail which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war?
1: Here God is asking whether we know where He stores His snow and where He draws His hail from. That must have been a perplexing question back before people had ice boxes or knew how to freeze things.
0: By what way is the light parted, which scatters the east wind upon the earth?
1: There is no east wind. The light doesn't move the wind, and the light doesn't have to be parted either, because the sun is so much bigger than the earth. Of course, the biblical authors didn't know that. They thought that the sun was smaller than the earth and that it could be stopped in the sky and that the sun and the moon were the same size and all that. The light does reflect an awful lot, but if the biblical authors knew that, then they wouldn't have said that the moon was a light. They probably shouldn't have said that the moon was bigger than all of the stars, too. Maybe they should have known that the sun was just one of the stars, but you know what? These are just ignorant, primitive, superstitious savages who have no idea what they're talking about.
0: Who has divided a water course for the overflowing of waters, or a way for the lightning of thunder, to cause it to rain on the earth, where no man is, on the wilderness, wherein there is no man, to satisfy the desolate and waste ground, and to cause the bud of the tender herb to spring forth? Has the rain a father, or who has begotten the drops of dew, out of whose womb came the ice and the white frost of heaven? Who has gendered it?
1: No one gendered it. The water didn't come out of any womb, neither the fountains below nor the windows above, for the firmament isn't real, and space is not full of water. No one had to build a course for the rivers to flow in, nor devise a path for electricity to follow. These natural systems devise their own way according to physical properties, and they don't even need a brain to do that. God then speaks
0: of the entire universe, including constellations. Can you bind the sweet influences of Pleiades, or loose the bands of Orion? Can you bring forth Maseroth in his season, or can you guide Arcturus with his sons? Know you the ordinances of heaven? Can you set the dominion thereof in the earth?
1: Here we see again that the Bible was written not from the position of an uber-galactic overlord, but from the viewpoint of superstitious primitives with no understanding of the true nature of the world or its relation to the rest of the cosmos. We see that demonstrated again by people here who believe in astrology. But constellations are not real. They're just illusions from a limited perspective. They don't control the seasons and have no influence over anything that happens on the earth. Can you lift up your voice to
0: the clouds, that abundance of waters may cover you? Can you send lightnings, that they may go, and say unto you, Here we are.
1: Again, there is no understanding of how anything actually works, just the belief that an invisible man living in the clouds has to tell everything to do anything.
0: Who has put wisdom in the inward parts? Or who has given understanding to the human heart? No
1: one put wisdom into the inward parts. Wisdom is acquired through learning and experience. The heart isn't the organ that understands things, but the mere fallible man who wrote the Bible didn't even know that. Who can number the clouds in wisdom? (sighs) Clouds cannot be counted because their constant coalescence and evanescence is unquantifiable, even for a god.
0: Who provides for the raven his food? When his young
1: ones cry unto God, they wander for lack of meat. Ravens are the smartest of all birds, and they do not pray to gods. Does the
0: hawk fly by your wisdom and stretch her wings toward the south? Does the eagle mount up at your command and make her nest on high? She dwells and abides on the rock, upon the crag of the rock and the strong place. From thence she seeks the prey.
1: Hawks and eagles do not fly because of anyone's wisdom or command. They have their own brains. They have their own motivations. And all of these questions are just question-begging fallacies.
0: How interesting that Job concludes his book with, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Job thought he saw God, but learned the painful lesson that he fell far short of this. This long passage shows the vastness and majesty of God's creative
1: genius. No, it shows the limitations of the imagination of small-minded, self-centered, primitive tribes who are completely ignorant of the way things really are with no idea what the truth is or how to find it out. It's too bad that you have not progressed beyond that point.